This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, a very good Tuesday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. I'm Steven Strom. Marlins lose to the Diamondbacks on Monday night, 5-2. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. The Marlins snapped themselves a five-game losing streak in Chicago yesterday. That was Sunday. So we sit here in Phoenix and talk to you on this Monday night, but they are back into the loss column after Zach Gallen and the Arizona Diamondbacks get the best of them here this evening. Final score in downtown Phoenix tonight. First of three this week between the Marlins and the Diamondbacks. Game one goes to Arizona by a final score of 5-2. to two. Gabby Sanchez rejoins us now. Um, Gabby, let's start with Braxton Garrett. Yep. Uh, five and a third, four runs, seven hits, a walk, six strikeouts. He left uh, Andrew Nardi, uh, allowed a couple of inherited runners to score. I, I didn't think Braxton really was all that bad tonight. Obviously, I thought he looked pretty good. No, I mean, that third time through, he started to get hit. It was three balls in a row against some over 100 miles an hour, so you kind of understand why Skip went to go get him. Um, but you take away the two runs because, of course, you know, they were inherited and ended up scoring, which you would hope that they wouldn't have. And he had a nice night. He gave a team a chance to win. And, and that's what you want from your starting pitcher to give you a chance to win, especially when you're going up against a guy like Zach Gallen, who you know is going to be stingy. He has been really good at home. The Marlins were able to actually get the first run scored against him at home this season. So that was nice to see. Um, but, I thought Garrett did a really nice job, and I think he kind of learned something today, which is utilizing that cutter a little bit more, utilizing that cutter-slider combo mix that makes it really hard for hitters. We saw a lot of bad swings on sliders because people were looking at it, and it looked like the cutter way out in front. So I hope that he takes that into his next start and says, okay, now I have another, you know, weapon that I'm able to utilize. Right. Um. So, yeah, I thought Garrett was pretty good. Uh, offensively for the Marlins, not a whole lot going, but I will say I thought it was a great night for Jesus Sanchez. Oh, boy. He was two for three with a couple of doubles. Uh, both went to the opposite field on a line, had the RBI in the fourth that tied the ball game. That's encouraging because Sanchez is hitting 368 in his last five games coming into this ball game tonight, and he uh, tossed up another multi-hit performance. I think for Sanchez, he's starting to realize that I don't have to swing that hard to be able to get hits. I can be nice and easy in the zone and still hit balls over 100 miles an hour, 106, 107 miles an hour to left center field and get myself hits. And once he continues to realize that, he's going to get better. When he falls into trouble, and we've seen it, a thousand times he is swinging for a fence he's trying to hit a ball 900 feet helmets coming off he's falling over Uh, today that was not there today it was nice and easy and maybe it was because he knew he was facing gallon and you couldn't get big and he was just utilizing the other you know portion of the field but guess what 
you could be very successful, make yourself a lot of money swinging the way that he swung the bat today. And I would say this. Um, on the other side, Zach Gallon is just – that's he's, a dude, man. He's, he's really, really good. I mean, a guy that's on the mound, he's poised. He utilizes the whole entire plate, every single zone. There's four zones, up up and in, down and in, up and away, down and away. Right. And, boy, he was just hitting every single one. He rarely went back to back in the same zone. He would throw that sinker in. He would throw that, you know, cutter away. He would throw that curveball down. He would raise the fastball, forcing fastball up in the zone. He is a tough guy to hit, and he's even tougher when he gets the lead. Well, the Marlins are going to look to even this series tomorrow night, Gabby. They'll have the lefty Jesus Lazardo on the mound. You always feel really good about that. It, it, you know what? Lazardo is starting to come almost like that Sandy outing where you're like, okay, we definitely have a chance here to win with Lazardo on the mound because of the way he's been throwing the baseball. And whenever you get a lefty on the mound who's throwing 97, 98 miles an hour and has a good slider to go along with it, you have a chance to win a ball game. Uh, but it, it really is going to have to be where these starting pitchers start going deeper into games. And you're going to need him to throw some innings tomorrow. And you're hoping that he's able to get some quick outs, especially early. Yeah. That way he's able to maybe get into that sixth, seventh inning. All right, Gabby. I'll see you tomorrow night, bud. Can't wait. I'll see you at breakfast. How about that? Yeah, not on the not on the, not hill, on the hill. All right, no. that's Gabby. I'm Kyle. Let's take a listen to the highlights from this ball game here tonight. We were scoreless through three and a half until the Arizona Diamondbacks struck first in the fourth after a leadoff single by the designated hitter Rivera. It was Christian Walker's turn at the plate. Here's the 1-1 pitch, and that is wailed out towards left center field. That's going to get down for a base hit and more. It's off the wall. De La Cruz picks it up. He fires it back in. They're going to wave him around third. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's not in time. It's 1-0 Arizona. It's an RBI double for Christian Walker here in the fourth. The Diamondbacks are on top early. That 1-0 lead, however, would not last long. In the bottom of the fifth inning, Zach Gallen was in trouble. He allowed a leadoff single to Nick Fortes, and the next man to bat who had already doubled against him in the third was Jesus Sanchez. And the 1-0 pitch is swung on line towards left. That's going to get down for a base hit. It's going to get all the way past Fletcher and roll to the wall. Fletcher picks it up. He throws it back in. Jody Reed put up the stop sign. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. Scoring is Nick Fortes. He blew right through the stop sign. This is a 1-1 game here in the fifth. The scoreless inning streak is over for the Diamondbacks' ace, Zach Gallen. So it was 1-1. We would go to the bottom of the sixth inning in this ball game tonight. Braxton Garrett's still out there for Miami. Uh, let's see here. Rivera flew out to left field, but the next man to bat, Garrett, was not so fortunate facing Christian Walker again. Here's a swing and a high drive hit. Well, deep left field. This baby's going to leave the yard. That slider is pummeled. Christian Walker has hit his ninth home run of the season. It's 2-1 Arizona here for the bottom of the sixth. After Walker's homer, Longoria singled. Paven Smith singled. On the Smith single, the ball was juggled in right field by Jesus Sanchez. There was runners at first and third with one out in the sixth inning. The Diamondbacks had a 2-1 lead. That would spell the end of the night for Braxton Garrett. Andrew Nardi came in. He got Nick Ahmed to fly out to left, but then it was uh, the catcher Moreno doing a little damage. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Ground ball back up the middle of the base hit for Gabriel Moreno. Longoria scores easily from third. 
It's a big out, two out. It's a big two-out base knock for Moreno. He's now three for three today with a couple of singles, a double, and an RBI. The Diamondbacks have opened things up here with the six. They have a three-to-one advantage. And after a walk to Lourdes Gurriel Jr., Cattell Marte put the finishing touches on the sixth. So Torrey Lavello burns through a couple of players on his bench. Here's a ground ball. Hit out to Joey Wendell. He bobbled it. Throw to second. Not in time. Joey Wendell, that's certainly not an error. That ball was crushed out to Wendell. He did everything he could to keep that baseball in front of him, but he bobbled it in and out of his glove. By the time he recovered, the runner, Thomas, safe at second. And what a great play that looks like by the manager now, putting the faster runner at first base, leads to another run. It's 4-1 to Arizona. Andrew Nardi allowed inherited runners to score for the first time this season. The Diamondbacks would get another off of Chichi Gonzalez in the seventh, thanks to the Jupiter, Florida native, Paven Smith. Here's a ground ball into center field and a two-out base knock. Rounding third and scoring is Rivera. It is now 5-1 Arizona here in the seventh. It was 5-1 headed to the ninth. Jose Ruiz in the ball game for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Brian De La Cruz led off the ninth with a single, and after John Birdie popped out to first, that was the uh, spot that was occupied by Gene Segura, who was ejected after his third strikeout in the sixth inning. Birdie in his first at bat tonight popped out to first. Nick Fortes struck out looking. Torrey Lovello went and got the lefty with two outs up by four in the ninth inning. Joe Mantiply and the first man that he was uh, so fortunate to face was Garrett Hampson. 1-1 to Garrett. They swung on and hit over the bag at third. That's a fair ball rolling down the left field line. Off the bench, Garrett Hampson is going to have an RBI double. He'll glide into the bag at second. It's 5-2 now. And unfortunately, that is as close as the Miami Marlins get in this ballgame here this evening. The Miami Marlins do, however, strike out eight. That means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? We learned that Zach Gallon once again, is the absolute real deal. Uh, basically controlled this game. Marlins at times made good contact but no real threat gallon goes seven innings five hits one run seven k's just does a phenomenal job of uh throwing strikes and just basically any game plan that the marlins had gallon makes you adjust to him not the other way around so gallon just continues to um be super impressive early on in this season all right let's head down to listen to what skip schumacher had to say following the 5-2 loss to the arizona diamondbacks I thought Braxton did enough to win the game. I mean, uh, went into the sixth inning and felt like maybe his uh, stuff maybe got um, went down a little bit, but I thought he did enough to win the game. Uh, pitched really well. We needed uh, someone to get in the sixth today, and, and he did exactly what we needed him to do. Uh, we just ran into Gallon. Um, that was kind of the story tonight. How difficult was it to make the decision to bring in Nardi after him pitching back-to-back days? Yeah, we, uh, he felt fine coming in. We talked to all the pitchers, obviously, after a long day yesterday, and there's a couple guys that were ready to go. Um, he was one of them, didn't want to crush him. So, you know, 20 pitches was kind of his max. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, a couple runs, you know, kind of got across the plate. And, um, 
you know, they, they kind of extended the lead and, you know, when Gallant's on the mound, it's tough to come, come back from, but, um, you know, Nardi did, um, uh, was the guy right there for, in that spot for us and, um, you know, just didn't work out. You touched on with Gallant, you guys faced him a couple weeks ago, just, again, what was he doing again today that similar to what you guys faced, saw with him last time? What he's been doing, you know, around the league right now, he's just been uh, really effective with four pitches, top of the zone, fastball, 95, and um, the slider cutter is really good. Changeup was effective today, um, and he's got one of the better curveballs in the league. So um, he's got a four-pitch mix, both sides to play, command up up and down. Um, he's, you know, he's he's signing young contender for a reason, and, um, you know, a couple guys put together some really good at-bats. You know, Sanchez had a great day today. Um, just didn't get enough to uh, to get to him to get him out of the, the game earlier. In that sixth inning, how you know obviously Braxton had been doing really well up to that point. At what point are you know getting the bullpen kind of ready just in case? Because it seemed like it went pretty quickly. Yeah, we we didn't have much down there. I mean, just what it was with you know the long game yesterday, and um, you know we had Chichi, we had Nardi, and um, you know we wanted to stay away from Barnes if we could, um, you know, but. Scott was down. We had um, a bunch of other guys down. So, um, you know, we didn't want to, you know, kill these guys today. Um, if we had a lead or we were tied, we felt like we could push it. Um, but, you know, being down a couple runs, um, it felt like, you know, the other guys that were fresh, uh, well, I mean, not Nardi, but Chi-Chi was fresh. Um, that was that was the move. We were the only fresh guy down there. Uh, Segura, the ejection six, just, you know, the season hasn't gone the way he's wanted it to so far. He just... What are you seeing from him and just him try, trying to make sure that frustration doesn't boil over? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's frustrated. Right? There's no doubt about it. And um, not the start that he wanted a uh, month into his uh, career here as a Marlin. And, um, yeah, it's it's frustration, some borderline calls that could have gone either way, the combination of things that are, that are happening. But, you know, a veteran that's been very successful in his career and it just hasn't gone the way that he's wanted. Um and so, yeah, it's. I think it was a, a few a few things that happened uh, today. Some calls he didn't like, on top of just frustration. Is there any thoughts maybe giving him a couple of days off just to reset himself? Uh, yes, there there has been. Um, he wants to play and try to get out of it. Um, doesn't feel like uh, you know. Sometimes guys need a couple of days of work. Sometimes guys want to keep playing and get through it. Um, so yeah, there's there's obviously been conversation um, on both sides of it. And, you know, we, we talk to each player every day about, you know, how they feel. Going back to Nardi, I mean, he hadn't given up an inherited run all season. Just is that Was that part of the thing, too, seeing his progression and how good he is in those situations? Him? Yeah, we wanted to get him um, an inning where we thought he could get out of the inning quick. Um, we're hoping it was going to be a quicker type of, of inning for him and uh, just kind of progress a little bit, um, you know, in that 20-pitch range we're hoping to stop it at. Um, but yeah, that was that was kind of the the thought behind it—a dirty inning, get him in there. Uh, hopefully, double play ball. Um, you know, got Ahmed. I think was the first hitter that he faced. Um, then hoping for a double play ball after that, and just it didn't happen. That's okay. I mean, he three times, uh, you know, three days in a row is tough. That is not easy to do with this early in the season um, after a long day. I mean, there's a couple guys that are just going to have to wear it, and um, and he came in and feeling good. So, and it, listen, he did. He did good. I mean, it just didn't happen for him. He's he's been he's had a great year so far, and um, you know I, I trust Nardi, so he's gonna get, he'll get back. He'll have a couple of days off, but uh, he'll be back out there in, in leverage type of spots.
Also, the, the chess match, uh, the last, I guess, half inning, just with, you know, they're going with the lefty. Is that one of those things you kind of have to s play the moves, you know, like this is what he might do, have, you know, Hampson ready, you know, Burdick ready, just stuff like that? Yeah, when you have three lefties in a row that you, you have an idea of what their, what their plan is and they have an idea, they're trying to figure out what matchup they like and what matchup we like, and um, Hampson's had success against him. Jazz had success against him and, uh, you know, trying to hope, you know, maybe Burdick was going to have success also. So that was the thought behind, um, you know, that that kind of lane today. But what, okay, I was going to say, so let's say when you're constructing the lineup pregame, is that part of thinking ahead too, like if that's situation? Absolutely, yeah. You think about the, the what they're going to do to you and what we how we can counter to them, um, just like they would do over there. You know, they have some good guys. They brought in Guriel against our lefty. So, yeah, that's it's a, it's a chess match and, you know, really smart uh, manager over there. He knows what he's doing, and um, you know, we're, so we're just trying to counter. All right, that was manager Skip Schumacher. We are right back at it. A 9:41 pitch from Chase Field. I've got Marlins on deck at 9:10. Thanks for rewinding with us, Marlins Nation. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by Auto Nation. Okay, picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.